through the snow right now. So, um, today's podcast, um, as you may have seen in my storyline on um, Instagram, some serious shit happened today, and I want to reflect back on that. I reflect back on that. Um, the reason why I decided to bring this story up is because not only is it uh, Mental Health Awareness Week coming up, as well as Mental Health Month in general, um, there's also the I Am Hope doing what they can next month on helping with all of that. Um, I want to talk about physical and emotional abuse and what that does to someone and to their mental health. I'll start off with what happened, what happened today and my mindset because um, as this was happening I was actually at a support worker session at the cafe talking about things and I had just finished up crying about um, crying about emotional ma- manipulation that's been happening to me recently um, which we won't go into because that is we'll just keep the people guessing right <laughs> keep the haters and the stalkers guessing I should say um, anyway especially even though this uh, these particular people that I know who they are they're probably going oh it's me it's me Um, carrying on, um, after I just finished crying, I had then turned around and noticed that there was quite an aggressive driver. It was a black um, BMW, and it aggressively parked into the car park in front of the cafe where I was sitting, and I commented on it um, to my support worker, going, Jesus, I thought I had road rage today. Look at this guy. He's pretty much crashed into the, um, he did, he pretty much crashed. You heard the crunch of his um his bumper as well. He crashed into the side the the, the side roof, the curb as he was parking because he was quite aggressive about getting in, in there. And um he almost hit the driving and the motorcycle driving instructor's bike as well. So I was like, fuck, that was close. Even the even the poor motorcyclist was looking at his bike like shit. Um and then he gets out of his car slams his car, with an, uh, car door with an almighty force and then starts walking off towards um, the TAB. And I was like, shit, <laughs> this guy's got some anger issues. And then I turned back and continued on after making my comment, um, continued on talking to my support worker um, about like next next things to address and the next appointment and stuff like that. And um, continuing talking about how I was feeling. And um, all of a sudden, you heard this guy screaming and yelling at a woman, and you look up, and it's the same guy that's in the car. And within seconds of looking up, he literally brought his hand back behind him and then swung and, with an open hand, slapped his wife so hard she hit the ground. And for me, I had just done talking about emotional abuse, the shit that I've witnessed in the past, so my PTSD was already triggered, so um, I just leapt into action. I saw red, and I saw my abuser's face, and I just leapt up, and I got, I chased, like, I don't know how fast, it was all, almost all a blur, but I'm just going to repeat what I remember. Um, I remember running, and by the time I got there, she was standing again, and um, he was yelling at her, while she's walking backwards to get away from him 
and holding her face, he was yelling at her and I just pushed myself between him and her and I, I just started going at him, eh? I, I, used the, I used the terms like, how fucking dare you hit this woman? How dare you lay a hand on any woman? You want to lay a hand on a woman, you lay it on me because I'll beat the shit out of you, you piece of shit. I said, get the fuck out of here. And I pushed him, like, I pushed him with my body, and I kept walking towards him while he was still trying to talk to her, and I said, don't fucking talk to her. Don't fucking talk to her. Go away. And um, I, I do admit that I did threaten his life at one point because I was just angry. I saw red. I saw my abuser's face, and I was just, and I was just in there. I was fucking angry. I saw, yeah, my adrenaline was going, but I held myself. I held my composure. I pushed him back till he got into the car. And I said, you better run before I hit you myself. And then as soon as he was in the car and gone, I turned around swiftly to, to assess her. And, um, yeah, so I think I took everyone as well as myself by surprise because I am pro in support of supporting those who have been abused and stepping in when need to. But I've never actually ever stepped in before. Not truly. Like, I verbally, like, said, get the fuck out from a distance. But I've never ever put myself in danger like that before for someone else, especially strangers. So it was pretty scary for me. And now that I look at it, look at it, and it's probably a stupid move because he probably threw a, would have thrown a punch. But this dude was shorter than me. I, I was not fucking scared of him. I I saw this poor woman in distress and absolutely terrified of this man. And I just went for it. I just went nah. I I will be your soldier. I will be your protector. I will not let him hit you again in this moment. Um. And I've been, I've been boxing and training at the gym. I know I've got a little bit of strength behind me now, so if he was to have punched me or her, I knew I would have been able to defend myself from that. I knew I would have been able to, you know, I've, I've punched a man before in the past. I mean, I'm not scared to do it again if it's in, in defense, self-defense, uh, you know, defense of someone else's, you know, self-defense of myself. Um, but yeah, this poor woman, holy shit. She... After we, you know, asked her if she was okay, she wanted to sit down. She literally just fainted. And um, luckily I was there because my boss was there with her and she wanted to keep her up. So I grabbed her, wrapped my arms around and went down with her so that she didn't hit the ground. Um, and I held her head against my chest and said, it's okay, I've got you now, you're safe. Here. I'm not going to let you hurt, I'm not going to let him hurt you again. It's not going to happen. You're safe now. And um, that poor woman, she oh, she hit the head that hard. She ended up with blood and lungs. Um, a very red face and red eye and a very, very sore head. And he did he did come back and started yelling from a distance. And that's when I got, got my attention. I turned around. He was leaning over the table from the same side. So I put, a hand, try and put his hand on her shoulder and I put my arm across his chest and pushed him away. And I said, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck away from me. How dare you come back to hitting her and thinking that saying sorry is okay? What the fuck is wrong with you? I said the fucking police are coming. You better run. And um, yeah. So of course, shortly after, his his dead daughter arrived. Um, and as soon as she told him in in her language, which is Czech, he. He, he was quick to disappear. I was, and um, I asked who she was, and she said, oh, my daughter, blah, 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 
we got this letter on hold and um, she's like, this is getting to the floor. And she goes, thank you for letting me know. And I said, yeah, but you're going to have her again. And he goes, she goes, really? And I go, yeah, we had this this week. But like I said, I'm not impressed on the weight of her because I could just see it happening again. I could see him while she's, you know, down on the ground, she's just laying into her. And I was not going to let that happen, especially in such a public place. She didn't deserve that. Now, it doesn't matter if she did something wrong or not. No one deserves to have that happen. Um, it's it's become clear to me because she really didn't want to press charges. She obviously really likes him. But it's clear to me that she's got strong feelings. Because what ha- it's happened before, and it's, it's sad to see that a lot of this still exists in this world. doesn't matter where you come from, even though I did let slip that she left the Czech Republican. I mean, I mean, they could have been white, they could have been island, or I should rephrase it, say Pacific Island, they could have been Polynesian, um, they could have been American, they could have been anyone, but either way, laying a hand on a person who did not deserve it is not okay. Assault because you're angry is not okay. You should only ever lay a hand on someone when you're defending yourself. Because this is ridiculous. Now, my emotions at the time were rage. I wasn't scared. I was pure anger. I was pure blood red hot. I had adrenaline going through my body and I was ready to fight. Um, I think it's based on the stuff that I saw growing up. I watched my own biological, my own father that's like close to me, my own father get the shit kicked out of him. He, he could have lost his life at one point because he was working under, underneath the vehicle the last time I witnessed him get assault, assaulted and had that vehicle been pulling on him, this person would have been done for manslaughter, for actual murder. No manslaughter because she was technically in a way getting into the car with him, but yeah, and this is on his website. Um, but I've also witnessed this person being physically abused. I still remember the day, like I don't give a shit if she's listening, I really don't care anymore. Um, but in, in saying that, this is my story to tell because this is shit that I've witnessed growing up, this is shit that I've seen with my own eyes, so therefore it is my story to tell, so I thought I'd just put that out there now before um, allegations start flying. I witnessed this person have her be physically beaten in front of me my own abuser. Um, I can't remember what it was about, but I remember him being in the computer chair, minding our own business doing something, and him going in, grabbing her hair by the ponytail, pulling her up over this big, you know, computer chair. It wasn't one of those, like, simple cheap ones. It's one of those ones with the backrests. And um, dragging her by her hair. This person even dragged me by my own goddamn hair. I mean, over time, I will start talking more and more about my past, but in a way I'm going to do it so that I'm within my legal rights. Um, I would like to say why, but unfortunately I can't. But as I 
gain more knowledge on the Harper Digital Communications Act and stuff, as well as seek like legal advice then I'll start talking more. But yeah, um, this is why I'm not naming names or naming how I know them sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so of course my PTSD kicked in when I saw this woman get assaulted today and I did what I wish I'd done back then, basically. I wish I stood up for my father when he was getting assaulted. Then again, I was only a kid. I wish I stood up for her when she was having the worst kind of assault she's ever put, um, you know, on that she was getting that was way worse than what she's ever given. Um, because it's fucking scary. It is fucking scary not only to be a victim of that shit, but to watch it. To watch someone, you know, back then I was so helpless. I was terrified of this person, and I kind of still am terrified of that person. I was terrified of this person, so I couldn't actually, I was too scared to step in and put myself in front of them to defend this woman. And so, in a way, I feel so fucking brave, even though as reckless as it was, I feel so fucking brave for standing up that standing up to that man today and putting myself between him and his wife and saying, no, get the fuck out of here before I beat the shit out of you myself and show you what it's like to be the victim. I, I'm crying a little bit here because this is quite a sensitive topic for me. Um, and my voice is about to come upstairs and... Give me a second, guys. Since I can't pause this, I'll just unlock the door for her and let her in. And I'll come back to the conversation. Give me a second. <laughs> I tried what I tried. But of course, it's not level 10.3, so I probably shouldn't have talked. Right, now I'm going to stay quiet. Hey, hey, stay quiet. I'm on the podcast, okay? That's the oldest. She's home from school, and of course, I am podcasting in the lounge. So yeah, um, sorry for getting emotional there. It's it's a very 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 sensitive topic. Um, I might have to put a disclaimer on the title itself and warn people about it because it may be um triggering for you guys as it was triggering for me. Um, today I kind of think the girl, the men upstairs, whoever it is, I think not been on medication today because had I not been on medication today I don't think I would have seen the inner beast of me and I probably would not have stood up and been a victim. I probably would have cowered like a little pussy. And you know what, from here on in today I'm going to be pro get in there and defend those people. I'm going to make sure that voice for them is heard. I'm going to advocate the best way I possibly can. But um not only just mental health in general, but, you know, abusers. I mean, we shouldn't be living in a world where it's okay for someone to abuse someone, should we? We shouldn't, it shouldn't be okay to live in a world where that's, I must have done something wrong, but I love them, blah, 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 and they tell me that they love me. Um, Stockholm Syndrome is a real thing, it exists, it's more prevalent than people realise, um, 
my neighbour, for example, she definitely has Stockholm Syndrome. Um, that's a story for another day. Um, yeah, but I don't know what else I can say. I mean, I don't know if I filled out everything in there. Um, all I can say is that he came back around for the third time when the police had arrived to voluntarily hand me stuff over. I spent majority of my time with the police today instead of going to the gym, which is okay because I would probably put, I would put all of my shit aside to help another person like that any day. I mean, you know, I mean, I even helped a friend move out of her house, even though I think she's back there again, but I even helped someone with like three fucking carloads, whatever it was, two or three carloads in my car, helped her move out of it, out of her abusive ex-boyfriend's house, but I think she's back there again. But again, Stockholm syndrome, you can always go back. So if they do really, if the family of the victim hears this, I really, really hope everything goes okay for you guys. I'm glad I stepped in when I could because I couldn't imagine what had happened if I didn't. Um, my heart goes out to you guys. I hope, your, I hope your mother is healing. I hope your mother gets the help she needs and I hope your father gets the psychological help he needs because clearly he has, he has some unresolved issues. Um, and that being said, there's a lot of there's a lot of program out for men who've got mental health issues as well as um, anger issues. Same with women. There's even there's even classes in anger, you know, anger management programs for women as well. I've got a friend in one. Um, you know, it's one thing to defend and make sure that people uh, that people protected but it is also important to remind the abusers as well as the victims that there is help and support out there especially if you want to change um if you don't know where to look ask your local um council go to your info centers go to the library talk to a doctor the information is definitely there i obviously can't give it to you um but yeah if you you know if you think or you know someone that could be in immediate danger, please call 111. Um, if you have someone who is high risk mental health, there is a four digit number I'm just going to look out for you. Um, So, um, so the mental health line is 1737 and um, you can either text it or call it free of charge, they're open 24 hours a day. You've also got um, Lifeline. Um, Lifeline is, or we'll get them both up, so Lifeline is probably for those who are older, anyone of any age really. I remember calling when I was a kid and feeling really, really down and depressed and like didn't want people to know what was going on for me. Um, I used to call a helpline called WhatsApp. Um, they no longer exist now, but they were really, really helpful when I was a kid. I wish there was more support though. So the number for Lifeline, I can't think of it. Stupid. 
should know this off by heart. So lifeline is 0800 543 354. That's 0800 543 354. And of course, we've also got our youth line. There. Nice. The youth line also has a number for those who are um, of younger age. Um, they have both a tech and call service. So they've got yeah, they're ready to go. So um, they've got their calling service is 0800 376633. That is 0800 376633. Now their number, their tech number, um, I'll go back, is I think 234. Let me open up the youth line to confirm. That. Um, so usually I have all these ready to go for you guys and I can just smash it all out. Yeah, so the, the free text number is 234. So if you know of anyone who is suffering or needs somewhere to talk that's not their friends or someone that they feel might be a bit biased about the situation, there are free call numbers. Um, if you don't want to give it to them privately but you want them to know about it, you can just post it up on your Facebook wall or in the Instagram story, you name it. Um, it's, it's important to make sure that they have that information out there and they're aware of it. Um, and, you know, it's it's important to look after one another. Uh, we've got the most highest, highest suicide rates there is. And, um, yeah, and it's it's actually suicide week, when, uh, mental health awareness week right now as we speak. How did I not know this? 21st to 16th, 2016. Duh! I'm so caught up in my own little world. I didn't even check the dates there. I thought it was in October. But um, in saying that, October is also a form of mental health awareness, but I think it's for the youth. Um, well, I am Hope is doing a fundraiser with my gym, and I'm doing the six-week challenge. Uh, it's, it's, it's four weeks this time for six weeks. Um, so, yeah, once again, please stay safe. Please look after each other. Don't be afraid to stand up and defend those being abused, especially, especially publicly. Um, offer safe havens for those who need them. Um, so if their abuser happens to be attacking them or trying to get to them again, they can run away and hide out for a little while, you know? Um, those things are very, very vital and important to us. I wish I had that when shit was going down for me. Um, my ex-partner was very, very aggressive too. I mean, I had like I had to defend myself a lot. He would always try and hit me, and I'd be quick to punch him before he would, or or you know throw his punches off. I mean, I'm no fucking you know sports person or anything like that. But still, um, I wish I had those safe havens back then. Well, with my ex, I did have some safe havens, but yeah, I had to have quite a bit to get to. <laughs> But yeah, um, safe havens are key. The the victims, it's important for them to know that they have friends and family and places to go if things get bad. Just just remember that, okay? Um, I don't know what else I can say. I don't think I can say any more without putting in myself into trouble in a way. But um, I'm glad I've got the sound system. I'm glad I've talked to you guys. I, I feel better, but I also want to make a cup of tea.
One nothing before day. I get to go to the gym tomorrow, so I take my pressure down. <laughs> I take the rest of my anxiety out on the machine when I get there. <laughs> All right. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any thoughts, feelings, uh, feelings, what am I on? Thoughts, feelings, opinions, or you know, even some ideas. You know, go find me on Instagram or Facebook under Call Me Letty. I am happy to help in any way. Offer any advice I can if I'm available at the time. So don't get antsy if I don't reply to you straight away. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you for taking the time to listen. And I enjoyed my chat with Alright, see you guys later.